0: Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You will hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, it's Suzanne. Welcome to The Courage Effect. Our show today is going to be a fun little adventure because we're going to have conversations about what now and taking some fun risks in our lives, even though they're also scary and they do involve a good dose of courage. My guest in this conversation is Alicia Fernandez Miranda. Alicia is the author of My What If Year, hailed as one of the best books of the year by both Boston Globe and People. She's also the host of podcasts, two of them, Extra Shot with Alicia Fernandez Miranda and the award-winning Quit Your Day Job. Alicia also serves as chair and former CEO of IG Advisors, a social impact intelligence agency that consults with the world's biggest nonprofits, foundations, and corporations on their philanthropy and social initiatives a graduate of Harvard University and the London School of Economics. Her writing has appeared in Vogue, Marie Claire, Romper, and Huffington Post. And she's originally from Miami, but now she's currently based in Scotland with her husband and her twin children. Alicia, it's a joy to have you here. Welcome to The Courage
1: Effect. It is a joy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Suzanne.
0: Such a pleasure. So,
1: I was introduced to you by your
0: book being given to me by a mutual friend of ours, Jesse Swisher Spires. Jessie Swisher. And it, so, yeah, such a wonderful person. Hey, Jesse, shout out to you. <laughs> um, she gave it to me, and I, this summer, had COVID and <laughs> read it. And it was such a wonderful read. And it was such a great read to live with, you know, t- to be in. That space when I was sort of in my isolated state. And also because your book took place, made a good chunk of it during the pandemic. And that also informed it. But talk a little bit about this book, because it's so fun and joyous. um, And also, again, as we talked about, involved a little bit of courage. So I'll hand it to you.
1: I will take it. And I was so glad to be there with you for your convalescence. So I'm I'm very (laughs) glad. Great book to read when you are very ill in bed. Um, So my book is called My What If Year, and it is about a year that I spent exploring that question of what if. I Had found myself in 2019 at kind of the top of the ladder. I had been climbing my whole career. I was leading my own business. I was married with kids. I was doing all the things that I had set out to do. And I just felt dissatisfied and then very guilty about feeling dissatisfied. Um, And I wanted to try something new. I just couldn't imagine that I was uh, coming up on 40 and that that was going to be it for me. I was just going to do this for the rest of my life. And so I did something, which I suppose you could call courageous, which is I decided to take these mini sabbaticals from my job, and go get internships and all the jobs I wanted to do when I was a kid, the things I had dreamed about forever and never tried because I was too afraid, or they didn't make a lot of sense at the time, or they just kind of logistically were not going to work out. And I decided to uh, take a year and do that. And that year was 2020. So <laughs> it was not a straight and linear path, but I did go. four internships and it was a completely extraordinary experience.
0: It's such a fun read because, I mean, as you said, it's when you're, when you're dissatisfied in your job, there is a certain amount of guilt that goes with it, you know? And I know that in the book, you also talk about meeting with your friends and really getting the nudge of why not.
1: It was, I mean, it, it is, it's incredible. I, I think back so much to that moment in the very beginning of the book, I talk about this, um, evening with my girlfriends. We were on a girl's weekend away from our kids. We were drinking loads of martinis and, uh, I shared this idea with them. And it was the first time I had said it out loud to anybody really. And I think so often, like what if they had just laughed in my face or said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, then they wouldn't be the good friends that they are, but they were so supportive. They were excited for me. They started thinking about other internships I could do, other ways I could do. It, it was my friend, Rebecca, who said, when you're done, you should write a book about this whole thing. So I was so grateful for that community of women who, didn't laugh at me. They did say, yeah, why not? Why not? Why don't you go and do this? And I really needed that. It felt so much more real once I said it out loud.
0: Yeah, there's something to be said. I mean, I remember when I decided to quit my job and take us about a goal and figure out what was going on. And you know, I mean, my husband sort of jokes because I quit my job and I went to meat camp. <laughs> like I went to this <laughs> this livestock farm where where I learned how to do some butchery and cooking over an open flame. And whoa,
1: that's awesome.
0: And I remember people were like, what are you doing? Okay. That's totally awesome. Like you got this and having that supportive community to bolster you is so important.
1: Totally. And it's not to say you shouldn't do something if everyone doesn't unanimously agree. It's a great idea, but you know, that, that kind of those, those really close people, those really important people that matter to you and their opinion matters. You know, if you've, if you've, been lucky. They're going to be people that are supportive of whatever sort of wild and crazy thing you throw them, whether it's meet camp or going to work on Broadway.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, and that was when, so that was your first internship was working on Broadway. And obviously that was cut short because of the pandemic. So, um, talk a little bit about that experience.
1: I mean, that was sort of the reason I did this whole thing. I think <laughs> I had, oh, I have, uh, always loved musical theater since I was very little. I, I, you know, it wasn't even—I can't even say that it was a dream to be part of musicals because it seemed so far-fetched. It like wasn't even wasn't even in dream territory. It was like outside of what you could dream about because it was an artistic profession where you had no guarantee of success. Didn't know if it was going to pay the bills. Didn't know if I had any talent. But I loved musicals as an observer, as an appreciator. I grew up listening to them and loving them. And I would go to musicals and think, God, I would do anything to be part of a production. I would like scrape the gum from under the seats and fold the playbills. I'd do anything, I'd get people coffee. I would just love to know what it's like to sit in a rehearsal room, to have that experience, to start with a creative team and then see something all the way through to the stage. And so that was really the genesis of this idea of basically doing menial uh, free labor for people in exchange for being able to sit in a musical room. So I've got one of my friends from that fateful girls weekend, Her dad is a legendary theater writer, John Weidman, and she reached out to him and he reached out to me and offered to connect me with some of his friends. Um, And so, yeah, like most people, I got my first internship and all subsequent ones through nepotism. Um, But I got incredibly lucky. I was able to go and shadow two productions, uh, one about to start on Broadway, one about to start off Broadway. They were both scheduled to uh, launch in April 2020. And I got to go be there and make a make a job for myself and do whatever I could. They didn't really need me, but I was very desperate to be useful.
0: Well, and what was so interesting, too, is that people didn't really seem to know what to do with you. You
1: No, they're like, what? (laughs) Who are you? Because of course, not only was I like much older than the average intern, but I had no experience. You know, I wasn't there to learn to sing or dance. I didn't have this like pedigreed theater background. I knew a lot about musicals that I did like, but you know, they're throwing all these vocabulary words around like sits probe and this, that, and the other. I'm like, I know nothing. I really know nothing. I got a bunch of books that I read about the business and I just tried to be as open to listen as much as possible, to always be there to lend a helping hand um, and to just, you know, try to help basically in a way that was unobtrusive as much as I could make it. Um, But to try to actually get the experience, you know, I could have gone in there and sat and said nothing and done nothing. And it would have been beautiful to experience rehearsals of a musical, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted to roll up my sleeves. I wanted to get my hands dirty. I wanted to be part of the thing making the thing. Well and I think that
0: was that's what's so interesting about all of the different internships that you did because you you just went in head first you just jumped and and exactly that like you didn't just do it sort of as this esoteric experience you really wanted to get into the weeds as much as you possibly could.
1: Yeah, maybe this is courage for me just jumping blindly without thinking about the consequences. I'm joking everybody that's not that's not what I uh what I think. But no, I mean I did I was not in this to be Uh, a tourist in these industries, as John Weidman put in my email, he said, don't go into these rehearsals like a Patagonia wearing tourist. I was in it to learn the way an intern learns. You experience a whole industry. You get to rotate ideally in different roles and you get to see if it's the right place for you.
0: Yeah. And it's such a great experience too, because we don't get to do that as adults
1: which is unfair. I think we should be doing more of that as adults. But this idea that your career starts the moment you graduate from college and finishes with the gold watch engraved in your name at your retirement, you know, that is not that doesn't work anymore for most people. That's not how work works. And so I think more people should be thinking about their career in phases or stages because we have a long working life now and there's no no reason why you couldn't go try something brand new at 40 or 50 or 60 because well you did it maybe not so old but i did it you know it's it is possible
0: yeah well and it's and, and i know it's also really hard i mean you you were away from your husband and your kids
1: i mean people always think that was the hardest part but actually that that part was kind of fine <laughs> um it was no it was hard i was away from my husband and my kids with a growing pandemic and yeah. every day, every hour, sometimes things were changing and feeling scarier. I was so focused on knowing that I needed to do this new thing for my life that I did block out a lot of it really until it became it became impossible to block out that extra noise. Um, but it did take a huge amount of privilege to be able to do it. And part of that privilege is absolutely the support structure I had in place my amazing husband who volunteered to pick up the slack where i was missing both at work and at home uh and i had an extraordinary nanny who uh decided she volunteered to stay an extra month you know she was leaving us to go traveling actually it was a good thing that she didn't go do that she would have been stuck somewhere march 2020 um to cut she too stayed with the kids to do that i had a job that enabled me to do that i had a financial situation that allowed me to take this time off i mean so there were so many pieces that fell into place, many that I worked for to put into place, and also just luck with a lot of it, truly.
0: Yeah, and it's so interesting, too, that you were going through this at the time of the pandemic, and that to me is because the anxiety. We were all so, I mean, clueless for, for good reasons, but there, yeah. it was so, every single moment was anxiety-inducing. So for you, even though you were on this joyous experience, I would imagine that you were still holding quite a bit of anxiety especially with the pandemic building, regardless of like putting it to the side.
1: I was, I was anxious about the pandemic itself, about what it would mean for the health of my family, my friends. But, you know, I was, I was also, and I'll say this, it probably makes me seem like a really selfish person, but I was also, I had a lot of anxiety about this project stopping. I had spent so much time you know, gathering the courage to go and do this planning, arranging my life so I could make this happen. And I was selfishly very afraid that this world pandemic was going to ruin my whole internship plan for the year. And it was, you know, I was, I was worried about that on top of worrying about everything else. It was, it was not a fantastic time except for being in those rehearsals, which was fantastic, uh, without any need for qualification. It was just incredible.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, we're going to cut to a break, but let's come back. I'd love to really talk about some of the themes that I got out of your book and the work that you're doing now. So listeners, this is Suzanne Weller. You're at the courage effect. Stay tuned. Hey everybody. It's Suzanne from the courage effect. As the seasons changed, I poked into my closet and discovered how stale my wardrobe had become. Everything felt boring and I wanted something different and fresh. I grabbed my laptop and remembered armoire. Why not clothing rental? I could experiment with new styles from jeans to something fancy without spending a ton of money and buying clothes I would only wear a handful of times. Armoire makes clothing rental easy. Build the perfect seasonal wardrobe with brands that are unique, sustainably sourced and owned by women. All you have to do is take the style quiz, select items from your personalized closet, and they will ship them straight to your door. Armoire allows me to indulge in high quality designer clothing with no guilt. They promote sustainability with fewer items ending up in the donation bag and landfill and no dry cleaning fees. Trust me, your cramped closet and the environment will thank you. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you must try Armoire. And right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style. That's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash the courage effect to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to the courage effect. This is Suzanne, and I am having a fantastic and inspiring conversation with Alicia Fernandez Miranda. So Alicia, one of the things also about your experience with your my what if year in the book is, you know, you go from internship to internship. So and you were forced to obviously pivot out of the first one earlier than you expected because of the pandemic. But this whole experience was like, why why not? But then I'm seeing a larger theme of what now? Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: It's very funny because when I started the year, the project that I was going to be doing these internships, I sort of thought the outcome would be that I would go off, I would sort of have these great breaks, I would have a great time, and then I would just come back, right, slip right back into my normal life and everything would be fine because whatever it was that was propelling me forwards, I would have gotten it out of my system. That was the least scary way to think about the experience that I was going to have. And then when I started doing the internships and writing about them, so I would, you know, the way my writing process worked is I kind of completed one internship and I wrote about it after more for myself than for anything else. It became pretty clear after like number two, that I there was no going back to normal, that I needed to start thinking about, what was going to be next for my career and so it's funny that i didn't really know what i wanted to do after the what if year until i finished and then that meant i had to go rewrite everything i had already written because i had i was like oh this is what this is about this is what i'm doing now but it unfolded for me in real time uh in a way that i was very unused to i have been a planner my entire life i like to have everything laid out in front of me and this was the first time ever in my professional life, where I didn't know how it was going to end. I didn't know what was going to come next. And because of the experiences that I had through these internships, I ended up charting this entirely different path forward for myself.
0: Which is so fantastic. I mean, just the idea of you going out on on that adventure and then coming back a different person.
1: I really did. And, you know, it's, I think the pandemic changed so many people's lives in so many ways i think it made a lot of people who were fortunate enough to kind of come through it all right really question what their priorities were question how they were spending their time and you know it led to all the different buzzwords we heard right after the great resignation and quiet quitting and the great breakup and sort of all of these big shifts in how people were thinking about work and their professional lives and So that was obviously a piece of it. It was a piece of it for me as it was for everybody else. But pulling myself out of what I thought was the only way I was going to be able to be, to operate, to work, actually allowed me the freedom to think there's all these other possibilities for me that are out there, some that I haven't even thought of yet. And now that I've had these little tastes of it, I could and should be doing more
0: yeah so you cracked open something that you didn't even expect exactly
1: yesterday I was like I need to still do my marine biology internship I was just I was I was in St Andrews Scotland for the weekend uh, which is not too far from where I live in Edinburgh and there's a marine biology Institute and that was one I didn't get to do because of covid and wasn't able to make that work out so uh I'm still crack I'm still cracking stuff open I don't know what's left to crack open but it's still happening now. <laughs> well and
0: you know when i read your book too and your larger life story i mean you know you grew up in miami and then you you went to harvard you moved to england i mean and you know now you live in scotland you've done all of these different adventures you've taken on quite a bit of risk just in your in your larger rotation of life
1: it would seem so although i would describe myself to most people as a risk averse person but when you lay it out like that yeah i mean i think i have it certainly would have been less risky to stay where i grew up or move around less definitely moving overseas was a big leap um which i did in 2008 i first moved to the uk uh well i had studied here before that and then i moved over in 2008 and you know i i think that i think i'm risk averse because i don't like to take a lot of leaps without planning them so um I suppose I am a risk taker with an asterisk on it that like, I'll take a risk if I've thought of every eventuality and made a plan, plan B, plan C, plan D. I didn't plan for the pandemic. It happened anyway, but then I planned around it once I had to. And I also learned I probably need to plan a little less and be open to things a bit more. I'm still working on that one. Got it. So planned risk. (laughs) (laughs) Planned risk. (laughs)
0: Well, and that's the thing is that I think it's it, it's good for us to know what what makes us tick. What are the things that we really need to get comfortable with with introducing something new into our lives?
1: I also think that people sometimes, you know, they've said, well, I could never do something like this to me. You know, I've got, been so lucky. I got to go on this amazing book tour. Then I got to go back and I'm coming back to the US again. I keep trying to come and travel and talk about this book. That's my MO at the moment. And I've just met so many incredible people who have read it and will say things like, I just, I couldn't do this, or I'd be too afraid to do this. And that's kind of why I like to share that I'm not just a throw caution to the wind, sort of you know, like leap before you look kind of person. I'm a real look before you leap kind of person. And that is always how I've been. And even with the internships, yes, I had this very lofty idea that I was going to do a whole year's worth, but I started with one internship, one block of my time. You know, it was one step really, and it ended up being many, many, many more steps, but it started with something very small and it wasn't necessarily huge. It was, you know, kind of managed, managed risk, if you will. So I think it's important that other people hear that because it's very easy to kind of glamorize, oh, it took a whole year off. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of planning and a lot of very small steps that led to that quite large one.
0: Well, especially with being able to step away from your company.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that was huge. And I will say, you know, I was still like checking emails at night, was checking emails in the morning. You know, there wasn't in the same way that you can, you know, I was across the ocean and I was still fielding, you know, crises from my children and things that my husband needs to deal with. You know, you never really get to turn off all of those things that are your obligations and that are part of you. But what was so critical is that I made the space for something else in my life. And I was able to pursue something else because I didn't just tell everybody like, "Mm, screw you, I'm going to talk to you in a month. I really said, okay, I'm going to make this work within the small amount of time I have, but I need this time. My core time has got to be focused on this thing I need to do for myself. That will make me better for you when I come back to my company or move on from it or whatever it may be. When I come back to my home and my husband and my kids, I will be better equipped to do that if I am feeding the thing in me that's asking to be fed. Yeah.
0: I was also struck by when you were working in the art world and you realized that even though there was a great opportunity there for you to have a longer term career, you knew that it wasn't your
1: fit. It's funny because I still do a little bit of work with Harry now. <laughs> I'm st- I still have a toe, a pinky toe in the art world. Um, But I realized, you know, this was my third internship. It was incredible. I loved it. And it felt like a job I could do. But in the process of, you know, kind of going through it, getting Harry to offer me to actually come and do this full time, it was very clear to me that the easiest thing for me to do would have been to, if not go back to my previous job, just jump wholesale into something else that i was going to try to achieve and try to be good at and that was going to feel comfortable because it was still you know intersecting in some ways with my background and my experience and the stuff i was already good at and that was not what needed to come out of this the thing that needed to come out of my experience was not a new job in a different field that looked exactly the same it was a new approach to thinking about success how i spend my time how i plan my days how i build my working life and career alongside the other things that are important to me and what, what I prioritized in that.
0: Yeah. So on the larger theme of what now, what's next for you?
1: Oh man, depends on the day. Well, obviously a marine biology in internship. I've just shared that. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> that's going to happen. Maybe not in the winter. Cause I do live in Scotland and that's a lot of time in the w- freezing cold water. Um, you know, the, one thing I have uh, pat myself on the back for staying true to at, at the end of the book was really leaving myself open to opportunities and taking chances on things that didn't feel totally safe or that I was gonna be a hundred percent great at right away. I had the opportunity to write a cookbook for Kinlock Lodge. That was my fourth internship, a beautiful hotel and restaurant in Scotland. And uh I was terrible at that internship as you know they never invited me back to waitress but they invited me to come write this 50th anniversary cookbook a few weeks ago we won a guild of food writers award for that book which was mind-blowing i never thought i would write a cookbook about venison and scallop farming and you know foraging for mushrooms you know i'm working on a novel as well i've always loved to read i've loved fiction trying my hand at fiction and that's scary And, you know, just trying to continue making decisions, not just based on what seems safe and easy. Sometimes you have to do that if that's going to pay the bills and there's no shame in doing that, but trying to keep hold of some space to pursue the things that make me uncomfortable, the things that are keeping me learning, the stuff that makes me a little bit afraid, because I do think that that is my sweet spot. I need to feel a little scared to enjoy what I'm doing. So It's not a clean and easy answer. I don't have a way to, when people say, what do you do? I'm like, how much time do you have? Or I just hand them my book. I'm like, just read this. You'll find out about it later. (laughs) Yeah,
0: here's my calling card. Exactly. Well, Alicia, thank you for a great conversation. I want to, and thank you for inspiring me. Um, I want to give a couple of captures of what you had shared for, for our listeners out there. So the power of support, not just with your friend network, but also with your husband and really, you know, surrounding yourself with people that aren't yes people, but that are really seeing your strengths and are making sure that you're seeing them at the same time, that new experiences change us. So don't just expect to be one way after it's over. And so beautiful making space for something new in our lives. So that idea of how do you balance the risk based on what works for you? So thank you for the book. Thank you for being here today. Um, I'd love for you to share. What's the best way for people to find out more about you and get in touch.
1: I should have mentioned that I spend too much time on Instagram. That is something that takes up too too much of my time in what now but you can find me on instagram i'm at alicia f miranda and that's a-l-i-s-h-a and i have a website that i keep pretty up to date aliciafmiranda.com and would love you to listen to extra shot with alicia fernandez miranda or go back and listen to quit your day job episodes um yeah if you want to find me there's no shortage of ways to do it (laughs) and And buy my book that would be lovely if you have not read it yet There we
0: go. And we will make sure that all of those links are on the website, thecourageeffect.com. Alicia, thank you so much. Such a pleasure.
1: This was a joy. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Take care. Stay courageous.